Hey, I'm Steph, and I'm obsessed with all things travel, marketing, branding, and helping you stand out from the crowd. In just under two years, I went from being a home-based travel agent with zero clue how to make it work in the digital world to launching an international ranking travel podcast and creating an online course to help travel agents in lead generation. Here's one thing I know for sure. There has never in the history of the world been a better time to create the travel business you've always wanted. All you need is an actionable strategy and someone to show you the way. Picture this, we're going to spend the next hour of our time together at the Swim Up Pool Bar, where over a cocktail, we deep dive into travel-related topics, mixed with a little classroom training. This show is dedicated to encouraging you to step outside of your comfort zone and into your travel business. I'll show you how I did it and how you can too. Hit subscribe now and let's get into it. If you're a travel agent wanting to onboard your perfect fit clients into your biz, download my free cheat sheet for lead generation systems you can use right now. Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash cheat sheet. You're listening to Unplug in Paradise, the podcast. Hello and welcome back to Travel by Stephanie, the social podcast. You're tuning in to episode number seven, where we dive in with my special guest, Richard War. Richard is my Queensland BDM for P&O Cruises. So if you are a massive cruiser, just like me, then this episode is definitely going to be up your alley. If you are considering a cruise for your next holiday, then this is the podcast for you. So hang tight. We'll tune in with Richard very shortly and we'll find out what new and exciting installments P&O have for us cruisers here in Australia. Hi, Richard. Thanks for joining the podcast. Hey, Steph. How's it going? Yeah, I'm great. How are you? Yeah, doing very well this morning. Thanks. Very well indeed. So excited to, to be here on your, your podcast to uh, uh, showcase everything and anything about our P&O cruises. Yay, cool. All right, so shall we dive in? Let's, let's, uh, let's dive straight in. Woohoo. All righty. So wondering if you can share a little bit about P&O's history with us. Oh, well, P&O cruises. Um, P&O cruises is a, a branch of the originating P&O um, UK brand. Um, which is actually the oldest operating cruise line in the world. Uh, that started way back in the 19th century uh, there. So that's pretty cool and exciting to be a part of that. It's over 180 years old. Uh, but P&O Cruises Australia, we started our very first cruising, um, the very first cruise out of Brisbane to Norfolk Island way back in 1932. Uh, oh, wow. And we've just grown from there. Yeah, sounds great. Norfolk Island, hey, that was on the list. That was the that was the very first port of call from Australia. Wow! Uh, on on uh, the MS Strat then, um, and so so since then we've uh, we've obviously grown. There's a lot of relocations between the UK and here. You know the ten pound poms, etc. Um, <laughs> all came over across as part of PO. Um, and then we started launching our very first sort of domestic cruising. Excellent, cool. So fast forwarding to 2019, how many ships are in the fleet now? 
So fast forwarding to 2019, it's a very big fast forward. Uh, <laughs> and, and currently, as it stands right now, we, we have uh, three ships in our fleet. We've got Pacific Explorer, uh, Pacific Dawn, and Pacific Aria. Excellent. Cool. I love the Aria. That's my fave. <laughs> yeah, she's a beautiful little ship, that one. Yeah. I just love how small and intimate she is. Yeah. So as a brand new cruiser, if there's anybody out there that hasn't yet cruised, what can they expect travelling on board a P&O ship for the first time? Travelling on board for a P&O cruise for the very first time is a, is a very social sort of environment. Uh, you know, you'd be travelling with a 1,000 or 2,000 of your closest friends, uh, which is great to the social atmosphere. We're big on live music, comedy, featured entertainment on board the ships there. And being a, a uniquely Australian brand means that we, we cater for you know, Aussies and Kiwis alike. Uh, we have a lot of different inclusions when it comes to cruising there. So with all your main meals, all your localised entertainment activities, plus you know, uh, all these wonderful destinations that we do travel to. Um, every day we've got our Good Times, which is our daily activity planner. Uh, so you can go ahead and plan all the different activities throughout the day there. Uh, that you see fit, see what restaurants are available, what sort of entertainment, what different theme nights we have available on board uh, for, your, for your cruise there as well. We also have, uh, for the young and the young at heart, um, the P&O Edge program, which is Australia's largest activity park at sea, with up to 18 different activities on board uh, the three ships there, from rock climbing to zip lining to walk the planks there, uh, and the, uh, the world-famous Titanic moment at the front of the ship, the I'm the king of the world um, with, uh, with Leo and uh, and Rose there. So, yeah. um, so that's uh, what the, uh, just a few things to capture on board. We've got swimming pools, we've got water slides, we've got big screens, we've got movie theaters, uh, we've got a huge range of different things on board, and uh, we also have Pandora, uh, the the charms, uh, and you know, which is the the gift that keeps on giving. Um, <laughs> ever wanted to give someone a Pandora bracelet? Um, yeah, then every birthday and anniversary and um, and Mother's Day, for instance, you can keep giving them uh, those little charms. So it's a it's a pretty cool little gift there to, to have. Yeah, well, I've actually got clients that buy a new charm every time that they go on board a P&O cruise ship. Wow! So they've definitely got the the Pandora ship charm, which uh, which you can buy on board. Yes. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> I think that's why they go on board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So can you tell me um, what kind of technology is available on board in regards to Wi-Fi and apps and things like that? Yeah, so we have Wi-Fi available on all of our ships um, there, which taps into a marine satellite service when we're out at sea. Um, we have a, a web-based application which you can view your online, you know, your onboard accounts, a chat feature. You can look at our good times um, on there as well. Plus, also book on any of your shore excursions that you hadn't done prior mm -hmm. to departure there as well. Um, all our restaurants now are starting to be upgraded to digital um, there. So all our wait staff, all our digital um, iPads there. So when they're taking their order, it sends straight down to the kitchen. So it makes it more efficient. Oh, wow. More, um, so rather than writing down on a piece of paper, taking it all the way down to the galley and then have them uh, create it there, they literally type it into an iPad, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It's all done and dusted from you from the app. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> next level. It's, 
Well, it's, it's only it's only a start for uh, for the way the technology is going um, across the cruise lines. You know, the the uh, the technology is just coming, you know, thick and fast um, with these upgrades there as well. And as we launch into our into the future ships of PNO, the um, technology will be at the forefront. Excellent, cool. Yeah, well, definitely, you can't fight technology, can you? You can't. You can't. <laughs> you just got to embrace it and grow with it. It's constantly, everly changing. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, we look forward to seeing those changes in the future. Excellent. Um, alrighty, so where are some of the amazing destinations that Pino visit on their sailings? So, Pino, we're, we're the pioneers of the South Pacific. So, we're the first cruise line to actually operate cruising out to the South Pacific. So, we've pioneered pretty much all destinations in the South Pacific, whether it be some key iconic destinations such as you know, Port Vila, where you've got a huge array of over 70 different shore excursions to choose from, or some really remote and beautiful destinations such as Isle of Pines, Mystery Island. Uh, we go as far as Fiji, Tonga, um, on some of the itineraries there, and one of our, uh, our most um, heavily booked itinerary is the Bounty Adventure, which is a slightly longer one, which actually follows the trail of the mutiny of the Bounty. Uh, so if you're a bit of a historian when it comes to, um, to ocean vessels, then you'll definitely be interested in something like that there as well. Uh, but the most amazing destination that we travel to is a little place up in Papua New Guinea. It's called Complex Islands. It's just mm. um, a group of 21 uninhabited islands on this one single atoll. It is the um, number one and number two most biodiverse reefs of anywhere in the world and the number one recorded amount of sea life on a single dive. It's an absolute paradise with crystal clear waters. Um, and it's available on all of our Papua New Guinea itineraries, which is really exciting. It's a, it's a very unique destination. And Pinot Cruises, because we're the pioneers of the best of the South Pacific, we're constantly looking at brand new destinations in the South Pacific to operate cruising to. Yeah, Pinot have got such a great range of itineraries. And it's really, really awesome to have that continuous um, new destinations and things like that in the pipeline because you know, the South Pacific is so beautiful. But you know what? People choose to do that time and time again. <laughs> no, they can't visit the same place twice and say it was exactly the same. They always have a different experience at those destinations. So they are definitely the favourite. A hundred percent. Like I've been to Port Vila um, 10 times now and I've had a different experience in Port Vila every single time because I've done a different shore excursion. Mm. Um, so I've been able to do different things from horseback riding to diving to helicopter rides to snorkeling to viewing beautiful waterfalls to getting really immersed in local cultures um, there as well. So, you know, you can travel to the same destination and have a completely different experience every single time. Yeah, excellent. So you touched uh, briefly on shore tours. They can they be booked prior to departure or on board the ship or both? Yeah, definitely. So the um so the so the shore excursions can be booked via uh, by our uh, pre-departure um, web portal called Cruise Control. Uh, so you know uh, passengers have the ability to log in, view their booking, provide their check-in details such as their passport and immigration details. Plus, also they book their shore excursions uh, there as well. Because we're the pioneers of the best of the South Pacific, and we go to the widest range of destinations in the South Pacific, we also have the widest range of shore excursions at every single port of call that we travel to. Um, so no matter what you're into, whether you're a very active holiday maker or whether you're a very relaxed holiday maker, there'll be a shore excursion, you know, um, catered for you. Unreal. Yeah, I love the shore excursions. I just love how they 
tie everything up so it's so easy for passengers straight off the ship transfer an amazing day out come back transfer back to the ship and back on board and it's all so seamless it, it definitely is definitely is and a couple of things with our shore excursions is that you know um one major thing is that we go for our, our kids club um during days um, or port days um, so if you decide to do a shore excursion with PO, you can actually leave your kids into kids club and we'll take care of them for you um, as well which is really cool and exciting because sometimes like i can mention the shore excursion in port vila where you want to go diving you can't really take the kids diving with you so be able to lock them into and uh, keep them uh, with our staff on board the ship so that we know that they're taken care of and be able to do your own experience at these wonderful destinations a pretty cool sort of thing yeah yeah, that's <laughs> totally epic for parents, you know, wanting yeah, to exactly. actually have a holiday as well. But that's um, it. It's everyone's yeah. holiday. So so we, we, we thrive on our kids and our kids' clubs there because we know that if the kids are having a great time, mum, dad, you know, grandma, grandpa are having a great time there as well. Yeah, and the, those those kids' club staff, my interactions with them in the past have been absolutely amazing. Yeah, we, uh, the, the, the kids club staff all trained up as per Australian regulations there. So, um, we, you know, the younger kids club is very hands-on, very active um, there as well. So lots of different activities there. Mum and dad can come and watch and et cetera there as well and have playtime with them. For the older kids, for kids 11 years to 17, our kids club's really just a, a basic hangout zone with lots of cool different things there. So, you know, we've got gaming, so Xboxes and PlayStations. We've actually got Sony um, PlayStation Virtual Reality um, in the older kids club there as well, which is really cool. Lots of music, lots of band, uh, you know, things there that the kids can really just gather up and, and meet other kids their own age and enjoy the cruise with a new bunch of friends. Yes. I'm all about making new memories at sea. And yeah. when you're, you know, and with the kids as well, like sometimes when... You've, you've got so much etiquette when you're on holidays, you know, so kids running off, you know, kids being loud and noisy in a public area. You're kind of like, well, let's go put you in a place where you can actually go and be a kid. <laughs> exactly, 100%. Go, go be the, the child that you want to be. Yeah, that's right. And, and meet other kids your own age. And that's really the, the best thing about it because what stems from that is family relationships and, you know, the kids start talking to other kids and they, they become friends and then, the families will end up traveling together on future occasions and, and a lot of them do travel again on PO as new new newfound family friends. Yes, and traveling as a group is bloody awesome. <laughs> it totally is. Like we're a very social cruise line. Uh there, so all our activities are very sort of group based activities there. So um so from you know the the comedy and the trivia is there all the way through to our you know our cocktail making classes, all very group based activities. Yeah. So you touched um, briefly about uh, families and things like that occupying P&O ships, but with the target market, who is it best catered to? The target market. So P&O cruises, we've, uh, we've been the, um, you know, we started cruising regular with a home porting base ship uh, year round in 1988. And so since then, uh, for a long time, we were the only cruise line operating out of Australia. So we became a very multi-generational cruise line, and that's pretty much our target market at the moment. So multi-generational, we've got mum, dad, we've got uh, the kids, and what I love to call the babysitters, we've got grandma and grandpa <laughs> on, um, on the cruise as well. 
Uh, but we also cater for you know young couples, uh, groups of friends, families, conferencing, whether it be 40th birthday parties, wedding anniversaries. We do weddings on board the ships there as well. Uh, we do a huge range of things. So it's really hard to really target our, you know, our particular market. But if I was to put it in a nutshell, I'd say mid-20s to mid-50s multi-generational uh, multi families um, and groups of friends traveling together. Yes, sounds fantastic. Uh, okay, so for us Aussies wanting to experience a P&O cruise holiday for ourselves, whereabouts in Australia and New Zealand can we get on board? Cool. So, um, so with, uh, with our current three ships we have operating, we have one ship that is based year-round out of Brisbane, uh, which does a lot of South Pacific and also domestic cruising um, up the Queensland coast. The Queensland coast one is a really great one. It's a seven-day holiday um, and it has that feel of going internationally, but you don't actually need passports for. So mm -hmm. Brisbane is a really great sort of option from, uh, from the, the, all quarters of the market there. And we also have a home porting ship out of Sydney. So if you do want to, to travel out of Sydney, you can. Um, and coming up, we'll also be regionally deployed out of Melbourne, Adelaide and Auckland. Um, so we try and operate cruising for the majority of Australia and New Zealanders out there. So Australia's we're, we're a little bit of a hog when it comes to our cruise ships, aren't we? <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. So, New Zealand, absolutely. you can have one ship. We'll have, we'll have the rest. <laughs> yeah, New Zealand can have one ship for a few months of the year. Yeah. Uh, there was, uh, the, the cruising market is very emerging in, in New Zealand. Uh, it's not quite as established as it is in Australia. Uh, we all know how much Queenslanders love to go cruising, um, and that's why the Brisbane market does extremely well. Um, Sydney's a little bit more fluctuated with uh, the, the different cruise lines operating there over the summer months. But, you know, having the, the ship based there year-round with Pacific Explorer is a pretty cool experience. Yes. So speaking of pretty cool experiences, I hear that you guys have got some new additions coming to the P&O fleet. Where did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, a little bird may have told me. <laughs> a little birdie? Okay, well, the bird, little birdie is correct. Um, so over the last couple of years, we've had some movements with our ships there, and um, we're basically we're, we're, we're getting ready to take on something new and exciting with P&O. So in 2020, in October 2020, a new ship uh, to the P&O fleet will be Pacific Adventure. Um, she'll be our largest ship. Uh, there were just over 3,000 passengers joining um, joining the fleet. There. So it's um, very exciting, very, very exciting. So um, so that ship will be joining our fleet in October next year after a multi-million dollar refurbishment to rebrand her P&O Cruises. Unreal. <laughs> I can't wait. Very unreal. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I can't wait either. It's just going to be super exciting. Yeah. So what are the new features on board uh, the ships that are coming that P&O passengers haven't seen before? Wow, this is this is that step. That's very, very, very much a secret squirrel um, sort of environment at the moment. So <laughs> we're working some on some amazing features with this particular ship. But what I can let you in on is uh, is an exclusive area on board the ship for um, all our guests traveling in suites. It's called the Byron Beach Club. Mm. It's going to have a swimming pool, going to have hot tubs, going to have lush furnishings. Uh, throughout there, we'll have bar options, food options, live entertainment with music uh, throughout there every afternoon and evening as well. And that's going to be an area that's exclusive for guest traveling and our suites uh, there as well. And she'll have a lot of great new decor throughout the entire of the ship. We'll see restaurants on board that we have featured before with Pacific Explorer and Pacific Aria making a comeback on board Pacific um, Adventure there as well. 
Uh, but she'll also feature a couple of new things, especially for families. Um, so one new thing is that we're introducing the first of five birth cabins. Oh, These yes. Three classes are suite, which will have uh, the ability to, to sleep up to five guests, uh, which is exciting because we have a lot of families out there with mum, dad and three kids. Yes, and sometimes the uh, the parental goals <laughs> is to have two kids. <laughs> yes. yeah, sometimes a third just comes along. Right. How did you get here? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, but going further from that, it's like really benchmarking that whole idea of being able to cater for families more. Um, so with our five birth cabins, we're going one next level. We're actually introducing a... Uh, a couple of cabins on board that would actually be two bedroom cabins that can sleep up to eight passengers in each of these uh, each of these new two bedroom units. Yes, the ship there as well. So again, that whole extended family can be joining uh, in the in the one uh, two bedroom cabin. So yes, yeah, that sounds great. Far out. Yeah. <laughs> finally, finally so, yeah, is all I can say. <laughs> well, the, the hardest thing for for P and O is that we've always had secondhand ships, so from any of our sister brands that we have in the in the, in the world there, and um, it's just hard to to create you know um, these larger cabin spaces uh, spaces on board already existing ships with um, Pacific Adventure. While she'll still be secondhand, um, she's a lot larger, and we've been able to, you know, to make some additions to the the current setups there as well. Mm, mm. Yeah, well, I think I think P and O will do a great job of of fitting out that ship, and making it, you know, um, all all beautiful and and pretty. If, it's a, if Pacific Ari and Pacific Explorers, anything to go by, yes, it's going to be absolutely wonderful. So, really modern Australian theming throughout there with great new color schemes. Um, there as well so not that whole bland sort of browns that you do find on some you know some holiday types there as well so really inviting the the best of the south pacific into um into our ships there as well because at the end of the day the first destination you have on your holiday is the cruise ship itself so we want to be excited by it yes definitely well it is the destination for the first few days of you of your trip anyway so may as well feel like you're cruising around in a boutique hotel (laughs) Yes, exactly, exactly. No, it's lush. I love it. (laughs) So what have you got uh, in regards to exciting news for our passengers travelling out of Brisbane? Oh, well, uh, so uh, we've made some uh, slight changes with our fleet and we've moved them around a little bit there. So unfortunately, when October comes around next year, so October 2020, we do lose Pacific Dawn. Um, She relocates down to Melbourne. But the best news is that we get Pacific Explorer now homeporting up out of Brisbane in, in October 2020, yes. which has got the best of Pacific Dawn, the best of Pacific Aria combined into this wonderful ship um, there as well. So great kids club facilities with water slides and water park, great restaurants on board with Angelo's and Dragon Lady thrown in there with some really cool, unique partnerships that we've created, including some of the world's best pizza out there as well by Johnny D. Francesco at 400 Grady. Did you say pizza? I said pizza. Imagine <laughs> like some of the world's best awarded pizza on board a cruise ship now. So 400 Grady, uh, Johnny D. Francesco in 2018, uh, sorry, 2014 won best pizza in the world. In 2018 won best pizza in the Oceanic region. Uh, so we actually have his product on board, um, Pacific Explorer. So you'll find me eating there pretty much every night. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. 
exactly. <laughs> and Nutella calzone dessert. Just, oh, my God, so amazing. Lucky. So I've had a whole one myself. <laughs> Lucky there's a gym on board for you, Richard. Yeah, exactly. Lucky there is a gym on board. But, you know, um, it's, it's all about uh, taking everything in moderation there. So every day on board a cruise ship is leg day because you're up and down the stairs. So I'm uh, trying to avoid the lifts there and, and get the workouts by going up and down the stairs. <laughs> it's a good way to tucker out the kids as well. Exactly. I know, right? <laughs> totally. Race you up the stairs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so do you know um, much about the new port in Brisbane and when it's due to kick off? Yeah, so the new port in Brisbane is a really exciting venture uh, between Carnival Australia, so that's all our brands, Pino, uh, Princess, Carnival, Holland America, Seaboard, Cunard, and Pino World Cruising. Uh, we've had a joint venture with the Ports of Brisbane to operate a new cruise terminal in Carnival Brisbane, which is going to be located out towards the airport um, at Luggage Point. Um, that is due to kick off in October, and I do believe that we have Pacific Dawn will be the very first cruise ship that will be operating um, cruising from there. So we're super excited. Everything is on track. There's delivery um, towards the, uh, the late September, early October next year, uh, which is really cool and exciting. And the best thing about the new port in Brisbane is because it's on the um, ocean side of the Gateway Bridge, it allows for some of the large ships to be able to come in and port at a dedicated cruise facility, which is really exciting to see. Well, Brisbane's in such dire need of having that cruise facility right in the river mouth as well. Um, that means you guys won't be doing the under the bridge uh, farewell. No, <laughs> no. So that's uh, that's one thing that we uh, we quite, you know, uh, we really enjoy is sailing out on uh, underneath the, the Gateway Bridge out of Brisbane or the Harbour Bridge out of Sydney uh, there and, and having that um, really this is your launch of your holiday yes. uh, sort of experience with our sail away parties there on board. I love I love going under the Gateway Bridge. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it makes weird. it like official. It, it seems like you're really, really close, but you're about five and a half, six metres <laughs> between the, the top of the funnel and the, uh, and the bridge itself there. But it just seems really close when you're on board the ship. <laughs> Everyone's wondering, oh, my God, I'm going to hurt, I'm going to hurt. <laughs> and you look across the crowd and everyone's ducking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, it's definitely like just it's so liberating too. It's like yes, we're 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 just we're off. We're out of here. We're See off. you later. We're on, we're on holiday exactly. <laughs> and, um, you know, with the the new dedicated cruise terminal at the at the um, at the river mouth there as well, it it allows for slightly later departures um, because it generally does take about an hour um, to get to that point when you're cruising from Portside there as well. So it means that we'll be able to departures that a little bit later than our normal two o'clock departures out of Brisbane. Okay, so will that allow a little bit more time on board for turnaround and things like that? Yeah, yeah. a little bit more time on board for turnaround time yeah. there as well. Yeah. Awesome, cool. Alrighty, so uh, out of the fleet of ships, which ship is your favourite and why? Oh, this is hard. I know, I know. Each, I'm being each cruel. of our three ships offer something completely different. Yes. Dawn's fantastic fantastic for families out of Brisbane. It's, it's You can't beat it. It's that social sort of environment there. The staff have been operating on board for, for over 10 years now. And they're one big happy family as well. And, and to have those rapport with the staff is pretty cool. Um, so Pacific Dawn, if, if I'm traveling with the family and want a quick trip out of Brisbane, that's the most ideal one. Pacific Aria, if it's me and my wife traveling on our own, 
um, great because there's a little boutique little ship there. So, um, you know, smaller passenger numbers, so only 1,500 people capacity on board that particular ship. Um, great restaurants, great vibe, great bars on board. But, I mean, when we got Pacific Explorer in 2017, I fell in love with the ship, and it's absolutely magical. It's the best of everything for, uh, for families, for couples, for groups traveling together. And my favorite venue on board the ship is this boutique gin bar that we have on board. It's called uh, The Bonded Store by Archie Rose and has a huge range of gins and botanicals and spirits there. And it's a great place to chat to your bar staff uh, there and, and find out about what it is you want to, to drink and they'll create something special for you there as well. But my favorite drink on board is the, uh, the Great Explorer, which is a smoked espresso martini um, absolutely to die for and, and a great experience as well because it's not just the serving of the cocktail it's the creation of the cocktail and the story that the cocktail brings um, there as well so it's hard to go past Pacific Explorer she is um, our, our headline act but that is until Pacific Adventure arrives uh, we're, you know, we're super excited by this particular ship and she'll probably become my fast favourite <laughs> Well, you will just have to book yourself in a suite and then you can go up into the Byron. I think I would <laughs> just have to book myself in a suite. Can you book me? I can book you. Excellent. <laughs> no discounts, though. Sorry. <laughs> you guys have got $1 deposits at the moment, too, so I can I can book you for a dollar. My shouts. Oh, there you go. Happy days. <laughs> If you could book, uh, if you could bring back any ship that was in the fleet, and I know that PO have let go of a number of ships over the years, if you could bring back one ship, which one would you choose, if any? Oh, that's pretty tough, there, Steph. You know, we've had a quite a few um, ships in our fleet over the years, but the one thing I'd probably have to bring back would be Fairstar. Uh, okay. Operated uh, for, for Pino between 1988 and 1997. Um, this particular ship really started the cruise revolution that was in Australia. And uh, I do a lot of expos and presentations, and I meet a lot of client, uh, guests, uh, previous guests who sailed with us before, and their cruising journey started on Fairstar, which was nicknamed the Fun Ship. Um, I'd love to bring that ship back to get get what sort of experience it was on board, um, you know, Fair uh, Star the Fun Ship, um, and bring that back to the PO fleet to, to really, you know, uh, re, you know, reinvigorate the experience that people fell in love with way back in the uh, the late eighties, nineties. Yes, well, I've um, I've actually had some clients who were on board the Fair Star a number of times. Yeah, and wow. um, we have booked P&O cruises for them since, yeah. but we wanted to get them some more loyalty because they had been on the Fairstar. And Pino said, oh, well, okay, do you have any, any you know, proof that they were on the Fairstar? And here they are in the office with all of their photos that they've yeah. been taken. Fairstar 1989, Fairstar 1990, wow. Fairstar 1992. It's like... Okay, I think that's enough proof. <laughs> that's enough proof that you were on way back there. But yeah, first up, uh, you know, like I said, she um, she started the the absolute passion of Aussies travelling um, on cruise ships there, and uh, being the first ship that was home ported here in uh, in Australia um, for the Australian market to go cruising out to the South Pacific. She's 
absolutely wonderful little ship there. I like, I'd love to be able to give her a bit of a refurb. I think she's uh, <laughs> looking a little bit tired there. But, um, <laughs> but to, to spring back that entire experience there, the, the cruising, you know, the, um, the evolution of cruising there and being that, that, that fun star, uh, fun ship, fair star. Brilliant. Yes, because I've also heard that it was such a um like a, a weathered ship too, so she could go into any swell, any weather, and just handle it, you know. And the experience on board, like the, the passengers would enjoy when you'd have a little bit of weather because the ship was just all over it. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, they don't make ships like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, they can solid, try. She was, she, she was a solid little ship. Yes. So, yeah. Well, I think it shows when people, you know, jump on board these new, you know, revolutionary ships and they go, okay, this feels different. It does. Yeah, exactly. So it's all about technology uh, now. So, um, so that's the new venture with, uh, with cruise ships these days. Uh, but previously it was all about uh, the actual hardware because they, um, you know, it was uh, how, how tough the ships were built to be able to withstand the conditions out there. Yes, definitely. Well, we're pretty lucky being in the South Pacific. We don't get too much of a, you know, um, uh, throughout the year, like reoccurring big massive swells or anything like that. Um, That's right, yes. We're pretty we are, lucky. We're, we're quite very lucky in regards to the conditions that we do um, do have out here in the South Pacific. When you, when you look at cruising worldwide and, and some of the conditions that are out there, they're just, they're just not, you know, they just don't happen here. No, yes, very lucky, very fortunate. Um, with the destinations out in the South Pacific, which one would be your favourite? It's in the South Pacific. With uh, the, the, my, my, my favourite destination that we do travel to, I, I, I called it earlier, uh, the <laughs> Islands of Papua New Guinea. It's yeah. one of the most amazing destinations that you travel to. Um, yeah, and it is literally just untouched paradise. So if you can imagine what uh, what it was like uh, checking out the Great Barrier Reef a hundred years ago, before the influx of tourism, before the uh, the bleaching uh, that's occurred in the reefs, unfortunately, it's just a pristine and absolute paradise. And Papua New Guinea is fast growing, um, is the fastest growing cruise destination out of, out of Australia uh, because a lot of people have cruised the South Pacific before uh, and they're looking for something a little bit different. PNG has a great range of history, culture, and beautiful, amazing scenery um, available to visit as part of your 10-day cruise in Brisbane. Yeah, unreal. That is definitely on my bucket list of, of cruises to do with P&O. Yeah, definitely it is, yeah. Just got to get just gotta get my little boy a passport and we'll be off. There you go. Done. <laughs> Done. We'll book it now on a dollar deposit, shall we? Yes, yes. <laughs> get, that, get that going. Excellent. <laughs> So to do a bit of a uh, give you give people a bit of a scope um, on what the perfect experience would be on board the ship. Can you give us a rundown of what your perfect day would look like if you were to spend it on board? Oh, okay. Start start from when day. you wake up. Start from when I wake up. So the perfect day for me is that is. Uh, Let's see. We'll, we'll, we'll do it on a sea day. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Because a port day can be a little bit different there. But on a sea day, is I'm an early riser, and my wife hates that. So what I'll do is I'll get up around about sort of 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, and I'll go to the gym for an hour. I'll go have a, a bit of a workout, sweat out the night before. Um, <laughs> and, um, and, and then I'll go grab myself a cup of coffee, and I'll chill out, and I'll um, enjoy you know, 
the, the beautiful um, morning that is on board you know, a, a ship from the United States. Um, then I'll uh, roughly around about sort of uh, 8 o'clock, uh, I'll grab a cup of tea and then also some white breakfast, and I'll take that back to my wife who will still be sleeping away. So I'll get her breakfast in bed um, there. And then we'll get up and we'll, uh, we'll go out and we'll go, right, okay, well, let's go have a three-course meal. So we'll go to uh, you know, the main waterfront restaurant and have a, have a late breakfast um, there, but being, you know, being waited on hand and foot for, for all our meals is a pretty cool experience. During the day, um, lots of different activities on board the ship there as well. I've just had a three-course meal, so I may just want to lounge about for a little bit <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, there's different trivia sections on throughout the day. There's different uh, you know, movies on the big screens. There's the Kino Edge activities there as well. Um, we can go out to the Oasis, which is the adults-only area, and just relax and enjoy ourselves for a couple of hours, read a book, just completely switch off and relax. And then, oh, next thing you know, it's lunchtime. <laughs> So where are we going to go for lunch? So we'll go for lunch at, uh, we might go to the grill, which is a gourmet burger bar on board and get a, um, a pulled pork burger. Yes. One of my favorite burgers on ships yes. um, <laughs> there as well. It's absolutely phenomenal with this brioche bun. Oh, so good. <laughs> uh, I'm just starting to draw a little bit now. So I'm a bit hungry. It's breakfast time for me. Uh, but again, then afterwards, we might go listen to some live music up in the main pool back there. You know, sing along to the live music. May do a bingo session that afternoon. We may do um, a lot of different things, and probably what we would do is our Martini Masters or our Mix Academy cocktail making classes there as well. The reason why I say that is because I call it happy hour. You can make <laughs> four cocktails for twenty nine dollars and then drink them. So it's a great way, and, and uh, the bar staff are really interactive, and it's a big comedy thing that we have on board there as well. We get really interactive and, and have a lot of fun because we're all there on one occasion to. Uh, to have a good time and then next thing you know it's uh it's it's, it's sunset so we're out watching the sunset uh over the water there and over the ocean it's a pretty cool sort of experience and then we retreat back and get ready for dinner um we'll get dressed up for dinner because tonight it's our great gatsby inspired dress up party night so we'll get dressed up and then we'll head out uh, for a wonderful meal in, um, at any of our specialty dining restaurants there at angelo's dragon lady salt grill uh Rari, um, a taste of salt, or my favourite is the chef's table dining experience on board the ship there as well. So once we've had dinner, we'll go uh, and explore, we'll go listen to some live music, there's going to be a production show, so we're going to go check out the production show for 45 minutes, and then after the production show, the real party starts on board for the Gatsby, uh, Great Gatsby Party. So we'll start uh, listening to music, dancing the night away, getting some great photo opportunities. Uh, with all our photographers on board the ship there as well. Uh, and then dance the night away for all the way through to the hour, early hours of the morning. We'll, we'll retreat back to our cabin and then we'll start the next day as we, uh, as we started this day as well with a nice early start and heading off to the gym. Yes. <laughs> that's my, that's my, my ideal sea day. Um, yeah, so it's up. But again, everyone's different. You can do as much as you like on board the ship or as little as you like. It all depends on how you holiday. Exactly, exactly. And you know what I love about your day is how jam-packed it is and you, yeah. it's all in the one place. Yeah. You haven't had to pay for taxis or, or, you know, people to come pick you up and take you here or admissions to here or, you know, um, out to dinner here or, you know, 
<laughs> it's yeah, one stop shop. All. all you just got to worry about is getting from one venue, you know, um, one bar or one venue on the ship to another venue on the ship, which may be all of 50 meters away. That's right. Yeah. Well, sometimes I tell clients that the only thing that you need to worry about on board a P&O ship is that your bed sheets on your bed might be a little bit on the tight side. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, there's nothing else that you need to worry about. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. So I've got some travel speed date uh, Q&As for you, Richard. Are mm. you ready to answer those? Yeah, let's go for gold. Cool. I'll fire away then. All right. So have you got any updating holidays booked in? Uh, oh, the working, uh, working the travel industry, it's hard to not have holidays booked in at some point. Uh, yeah, but I've got um, a three-day cruise on board Pacific Explorer coming up on Saturday. So today is Thursday. So Saturday coming, uh, I'm going to fly down Sydney for a three-day cruise. Uh, but I've also got a, a big holiday back home to New Zealand uh, to visit family, friends, and a wedding and going to Queenstown. Uh, there in November, which is really exciting because my wife hasn't been. So it's great to be able to go to a place where she hasn't been. Oh, awesome. Cool. And Queenstown's a good place to, good place to be, especially in winter. Oh, it's amazing. Amazing <laughs> place to be. Little one, little winter wonderland, really. Yeah, exactly. But it's also amazing during the summer months. So the spring and summer months are awesome. Uh, pretty spectacular there as well. Yeah. I'd imagine the mountain ranges would still have a bit of snow caps on top. Definitely, still snow-capped mountains, but I'm a I'm a big Pinot Noir drinker, and some of the best regions in the world to grow Pinot Noir are Central Otago. So, I'm going to be heading to wineries. <laughs> well, cheers to that. Definitely. <laughs> what kind of traveller are you? Uh, I always grew up to be a bit of an independent traveller. Um, yeah, but obviously throughout my my life, my my travelling needs change. So. Um, so traveling with my wife, now traveling with our, our newborn son um, there as well. So all my travel needs all sort of start to change a little bit, a bit like your palate just kind of grows after a little while. So um, it, I love to be able to go on a cruise because it, everything's catered for. You don't have to worry about everything there as well, but also love to be able to explore new destinations on my own too as well. Excellent. Which destinations are high up on your bucket list? Um, it's definitely got to be any of the Arctic regions, so Antarctica or the Arctic region in the far north there. They're, they're just such amazing places. I've had the opportunity to travel a lot of places and take a lot of things off my bucket list, but these two are the, uh, are the next, next ventures. Beautiful. If you could speak another language, which would you choose? <laughs> oh, it's a tough one. Um, lots of different languages out there. Uh, you know, I'd love to probably try and speak Aussie uh, to try and fit in with the, the locals here. You do uh, all right, though. But it'd probably be Japan, uh, so Japanese. Uh, with the, the Rugby World Cup up in Japan this year, which uh, being from New Zealand, it's, it's one thing I'm hugely passionate about. So, um, having some of the best ski resorts in the world out in Japan, it'd probably be the most um, ideal language for me to, to learn. Yes. Oh, You'll get there. <laughs> Keep practicing is all I can say. Yeah. Are you a pack your suitcase the night before kind of guy? Um, you get people that pack their suitcase a month before. Some people pack the, the week before. Some people pack <laughs> the day before, the night before. I'm a pack the morning of kind of guy. 
Yes, good. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got a really bad habit of just leaving things to last minute. Like my little three night cruise out of Sydney, I haven't even thought about it yet. So, um, so I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to wear. We've got a Bianco White night. We've got a Gatsby inspired night there as well. I'm there going. Uh, I'll probably pack. And my flight's at ten o'clock in the morning. I'll get up at five and pack. <laughs> <laughs> as you know, I love I love cruising on P and O, and I've been several times. But my Great Gatsby and Bianco white outfits are just permanently in my suitcase. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't have totally. anywhere else it's, to store it, them. It, so it, it they just stay there. Uh, my, my wife's been on five cruises with Pino with me uh, there. And so that means she needs five different Gatsby outfits. She <laughs> just, just can't have the same outfit in the photos uh, because it'll just look like that you're traveling um, on the same cruise. Whereas, whereas guys can get away with, you know, the same suit or the same shirt yeah, and tie, totally. time and time again. It's timeless, really. We'll just change our bow tie or change our shirt color. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. What is something about you that people don't necessarily know when they first meet you? I don't know. I'm pretty, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty easy read. Uh, people know that I'm, I'm extremely bubbly. I'm very friendly. I'm um, enthusiastic, um, excited, um, I'm a lovable kind of guy. Um, probably what they don't know is that I grew up in a bit of a, uh, a dodgy area. Um, uh, it's kind of, you know, um, uh, in New Zealand. So, you know, that, but that's, that's all, that's all part of what's made me me, uh, at the end of the day as well. So, but yeah, I'm a pretty easy read, I reckon. That's where you get your sense of humor from. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. <laughs> And now that I'm a dad, I can actually tell dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how cute. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever fallen in love while overseas? I have. Uh, I have fallen in love twice overseas. Uh, once was the first time I fell in love when I was overseas uh, was uh, for a place. It was Budapest. Uh an amazing city with absolutely phenomenal architecture and beautiful people there as well. It's uh, it, it's one place when I was traveling throughout Europe there over a five-year period that I absolutely fell in love and could go back time and time and time again. Um, such an amazing place. And I also met my wife in Morocco. Uh, oh, cool. Places. So, it's, uh, so, yeah, so we were both overseas and we were both attending a conference in Morocco. So. Um, I worked, met the love of my life in, uh, in overseas in Morocco, so it was pretty cool. Unreal. Wow. Mm. So what were you yeah. – you were com- both conferencing in Morocco. Yeah, we were both working for the travel industry over there in, in the UK, uh, and we, we met on a conference uh, in Morocco. Oh, wow. How's that? Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool experience. Yeah. So where, where's your wife from? Uh, she's from, uh, from Brisbane. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so we were both working in the UK at the time. Oh, wow. That's very special. Very, very. It's a, it's a big story. So it's, uh, if you've got another half an hour, I'll tell you one day. Yeah, it's a bit of a romantic story uh, behind that as well. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'd love to cool. hear it one day. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> if there was one special place that you could go and live for the rest of your life, where would that be? It'd be anywhere where there is snow. Okay. Um, and so snow, you know, skiing and snowboarding is, is probably my biggest passion um, out there outside of the cruising world. Um, so as long as it had snow, I'd be the happiest guy in the world. 
I think I think you'd be pretty pretty stoked with fresh powder every day. Fresh powder <laughs> every day, and, and you know, and and learning Japanese. Uh, you know, going up and, and living in Japan, um, that would be a pretty cool experience. Yeah, and you could just move around the world to the different, you know, snow ski seasons. Resort after ski resort yeah. after ski resort. I don't think my wife would like it very much, though. <laughs> uh, she's a very beach holiday kind of person, uh, whereas I'm a, I'm a snow uh, snow bunny. Snow bunny. <laughs> During your travels, have you come across that one accent that you just cannot get your head around? Um, there, I lived in uh, in Northern Ireland for a year for a year and a half in Belfast, uh, which was pretty interesting. The uh, the Northern Irish accent is, is pretty full on, um, especially after they've had a few drinks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But the one accent I. Um, I just couldn't get my head around it, and uh, it was more of a um, exotic accent. It was half Russian, um, half Swedish. Oh, so wow! A mixture of the two. It was really, really interesting, and I just, for the life of me, just couldn't um, couldn't get my head around it. It was just just mind boggling. <laughs> it was a a romantic accents as well um it was yeah it was really weird but um i still remember it quite quite vividly um there as well but you're trying to train your ear to one accent and then another one pops through and you think exactly what you the hell did you it. just say <laughs> yeah i know exactly i mean to be honest with you people say they can't fit their head around my accent it's a bit of a mongrel accent it's uh you know, the original base from being New Zealand, being in Australia for for a while, but traveling all over the world for uh, for a while there as well. It's a mixture of all different accents all combined into the one. So it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, wow. Well, like you, I've got a background in the backpacker industry as well. Yep. So I used to try and make it a little bit of a game to guess where the accent was. Yep. Uh, nine times out of ten, I'd get it wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I, you know, unintentionally would sometimes insult the people. <laughs> yeah. They would take offence. But yeah. because we're all the way down here in Australia, we don't we don't know like the different, you know, twangs and the different, you know, ways that they speak. And, you know, even like some places of England, like you travel 20 minutes in a different sounding accent and, you know, every town sounds different. You know, the accent is different from town to town. So... Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I lived in the UK for uh, for five years, and yeah, you know, the, the different accents that you have um, in, in, in the UK is pretty, uh, pretty astounding. <laughs> so, what is one of the craziest things that you've ever done whilst you've been on holidays? Well, oh, I've always been a bit of a adventure seeker when I am on holiday, so whether it be trying different, you know, different foods like insects and bugs and random things that you don't you know you don't see on a day-to-day basis um you know i'm a i'm a thrill seeker so i've done a lot of bungee jumping and skydiving uh but probably the most um, really cool experience that i have done is a bungee jump from a hot air balloon <gasps> that was pretty cool are you serious so, yeah it was a pretty cool experience uh yeah so it's uh it's probably it's probably up there on the top um top sort of experiences there uh, that I've had uh, throughout my entire career and, and, and my life there as well. So That is um, insane. Yeah it's, yeah, it's really cool. So, Where on earth did you do that? I did that in the UK. 
Um, yeah, from the Midlands. It was pretty cool. So because uh, hot air balloons. I'm not, sure, I'm not too sure how often they do it now. Uh, now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going back almost 15 years ago. Wow. As well, so it's pretty cool. So. That's insane. I've done, I've done some crazy things, you know, jumping out of helicopters, skydiving out of helicopters there. I've done, you know, lots of cool little things there. Uh, one thing I'd love to uh, to try is uh, the, the wingsuits. Um, so, you know, basically fly. Yeah, um, wow. That'd be pretty cool. I don't think my wife would let me, though. So no. No, exactly. <laughs> now I've got, you know, before it was, uh, it was all about me. Uh, if anything happened to me, then so be it. Obviously, got to be a bit more responsible. Um, <laughs> they've got a family to provide for. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that so. sounds amazing. Holy dooly! Mm. Holy dooly, indeed! Wow. Well, thank you so much for informing us about all things P and O today, Richard. It's been so great having you on, and yeah, I've learned a few things about what you guys have got coming up in the pipeline for. You know, Pino Sheep's coming to Australia next year. So next year sounds like it's going to be a big one. Next year is definitely a huge year, um, not just for Pino, but for the cruise industry here in Australia. Um, there's a lot of cool things happening. Um, and, you know, with the um, introduction of the new cruise terminal there, there's a lot of cool stuff happening in the, in the Queensland market when it comes to cruising and with other cruise lines coming up and, uh, and starting to cruise from Brisbane, uh, where previously their ships couldn't fit underneath the Gateway Bridge. So... Um, so it's going to bring a lot of new exciting things, a lot of you know, uh, new destinations to travel to um, as well. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to having more accessibility with more ships and things like that locally um, for me being on the southern end of the Gold Coast. So yeah, no, definitely. If Tom Tate will ever get his uh, his uh, his ideas of a, a cruise terminal down on the Gold Coast up and running, so that's uh, that that'd be the next thing. <laughs> I think I think the Gold Coasters may not like that very much, but no, you exactly. know, yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's it's going to be an ongoing battle. I feel. Yeah. But uh, yeah, not the end of the world. Brisbane's still only an hour away for us. So exactly. yeah, it's, exactly. It's, so, we're we're know, very family. spoiled. Yeah, and we'll continue our Saturday departures and our the South Pacific and, and uh, offer everything that we're offering now. Um, you know, next year, the new cruise terminal will be just on a better ship um, with a better experience there as well. Excellent. Great. Fantastic. If uh, anyone wants more information, where can they find it? Cool. So we've got um, so we've got our own P&O Cruises website, which is full of useful information from from whether you're exploring cruising for the very first time or you're a regular cruiser and want to find out more information. Also got our own Facebook pages, Instagrams um, there as well, just PO Cruises. Um, you'll find us all through there as well. So, but I guess the more information, the, if anyone wants any particular information, they're best free to come through to Wooster um, as a dedicated travel agent there to look after them from the, from the moment they first think about going on holiday all the way through to when they're coming home and rebooking them in next holiday. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I look forward to doing booking my cruise now, my $1 deposit. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. I'll be, uh, I'll be booking uh, probably a Christmas cruise next year on board Pacific Explorer 
uh, for the extended family um, on this campaign as well. So unreal, great one, perfect, so, perfect, lovely, cool. Alrighty, well, I'll let you go. Thank you so much for spending time with me today, and yeah, I look forward to catching up with you soon. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for having me, Steph, and uh, letting me talk your ear off about everything P&O. I love it. Don't you worry. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you very much, Steph. Awesome. No worries. Cheers. Thanks, Take Richard. Care. Bye. Bye.